in the Acts of the Apostles, the words of those who had seen the effects of the first outpouring of the Holy Spirit upon the church, yet we have, yet we hear them speaking in our own tongues of the mighty acts of God. The solemnity of Pentecost marks the end of the liturgical season of Easter. But this celebration reminds us about the continuous outpouring of the Holy Spirit upon the church to proclaim the gospel of Christ and to build his church, even during a pandemic. Our parish theme during the Easter season has been victorious. We are risen with Christ. God has given us what we need to fulfill our purpose. Through holy baptism, we are being immersed into God's life. We are identified with our Lord Jesus Christ and how he is saving us from sin and death. We are incorporated into his church. And as I have discussed throughout this, uh, these weeks of Easter, through holy baptism, we have been given the gifts of faith, hope, and love. In our parish prayer during a pandemic, we pray that our cooperation with God will, will help us to have our faith in God to be strengthened, our hope in his promise, promises to be sure, and our love for his will to be constant. The first Christian Pentecost happened on the day in which the Jewish people were celebrating the Pentecost festival. It occurred 50 days after Passover. Originally, it was a harvest festival to thank God for the produce of the land. Eventually, it became a festival to thank God for the revelation of the Ten Commandments to Moses. Those who were able were expected to come to Jerusalem to celebrate. And according to the first reading, there were Jews and God-fearing Gentiles from North Africa, the Middle East, Asia, and Southern Europe. Christianity emerged from Judaism. And so the first disciples of Jesus were there also. On the first Christian Pentecost, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit transformed disciples of the Lord who had been locked up in a room and afraid. Now they were filled with a joy that they did not want to contain. They were proclaiming in various languages about the mighty acts of God for the benefit of the human family and the outpouring of the Holy Spirit equips and empowers us today to proclaim these mighty acts of God. Filled with the Holy Spirit, we proclaim that God is redeeming us from sin and death. 
God refused to abandon us to sin and death when we were corrupted by its influence. God chooses to show his love for us by sharing in our humanity, including our joys and sorrows, even experiencing death with us. Christ did not die on the cross so that we can excuse our sins. Christ has risen so that we can be empowered to overcome sin and division in our lives and in our communities. In the gospel reading, Jesus appears even though the doors were locked for fear of the religious leaders who had act in league with the Roman Empire to crucify Jesus, only the leaders. Jesus has a glorified body that is not bound by time and space. Cooperating with God's help, we can overcome anything that would prevent us from living according to our great dignity and glorious destiny. Authentic joy is experienced by wanting what our loving God wants for us. In the first letter of St. John, we hear this verse, For the love of God is this, that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not burdensome. For whoever is born from above by God conquers the world. Filled with the Holy Spirit, we proclaim that God is reconciling us to himself and to one another. Jesus breathed on the church and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. Whose sins you forgive are forgiven them, and whose sins you retain are retained. The gospel message is clear. Christ has decided to forgive sins through the ministry of his church. And the sacrament of reconciliation and penance is an Easter gift from Christ to us. And I'm so happy that we can resume sacramental confessions now. As recipients of this sacramental grace, we must be signs of Christ's love and mercy in our communities. Jesus said in the gospel reading, Peace be with you, as the Father has sent me, so I send you. The peace that Jesus provides offers salvation, heals the wounds of sin and division, and establishes justice. Last Monday, on a street in Minneapolis, Minnesota, Officer Derek Chauvin's knee was on Mr. George Floyd's neck for almost nine minutes. And for about three of those minutes, he knew that Mr. Floyd did not have a pulse. Every day our parish offers a petition 
during Holy Mass every day for those who are deployed in harm's way to provide safety, medical care, and other necessary services. We pray that they will be protected as they persevere in serving others. What kind of service was being rendered last Monday on a Minneapolis street with a knee applied to the neck of a handcuffed man? Not for our safety. It was a disservice. It was murder. And in the aftermath of this murder, how can we spend the countless minutes that we have in doing what is right? What will change in our spheres of influence? For no one is born a racist. It has to be taught. It has to be modeled. What will change in our homes, in our neighborhoods, in our communities, in our workplaces and schools, because Catholic Christians are there. Putting into practice what they say, I believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. For Catholic not only means the length and breadth of what Jesus has handed to us, to the apostles, but it also means the universality of the church, and that we are called to be a sign and an instrument that people of different races and ethnicities can work together. What will be different as Catholics continue to put their faith into practice filled with the Holy Spirit and attempts to dismiss calls for justice for Mr. Floyd because some Anarchists have hijacked the protests, cannot stand. On the first Christian Pentecost, there were Jews and God-fearing Gentiles from North Africa, the Middle East, Asia, and Southern Europe. God has created a multi-ethnic humanity, not only from those regions, but all around the world to live in harmony, and God invites our cooperation. We cannot be silently against racism. It hasn't worked in the past. It will never work. Forgiveness and reconciliation will not heal the wounds of alienation unless we acknowledge that these wounds exist. So for some people who are a little anxious because I talked about racism, the diagnosis needs to be made before the prescription is offered. And this centuries-old pandemic of racism must be mitigated and eradicated. Filled with the Holy Spirit, God is redeeming us from sin and death. Filled with the Holy Spirit, God is reconciling us to himself and to one another in the human family.
and filled with the Holy Spirit, we proclaim that God is raising us to new life. The Lord enables us to live a fruitful life on earth that will continue through death into everlasting life. Easter is an opportunity to allow God to raise our expectations about what God can accomplish in us as we live according to his teaching. Pentecost reminds us that God enables us to do it. His very life and love dwells within us. What more could we need? As God draws us to himself, and through him, God draws us together as brothers and sisters. Once again, brothers and sisters, in the church, but particularly in Holy Family Parish, I praise God and I thank you for the many ways that you have continued to practice your faith during the now 11 weeks of quarantine. And in addition to the examples I have given previously, I want to thank the confirmation class. As I said at the beginning, they were supposed to be confirmed today. Now it is postponed to a date that has not been selected. However, under the leadership of our Director of Faith Formation, Mrs. Joanne Harvin Chen, they did not postpone their preparation for this sacrament. They continued to meet via video conferencing. They were actively engaged in the discussions. And now that their formation for the sacrament is over, they are continuing their formation through Bible study twice a month at least. And they are inviting other young people to join them in this Bible study. I am proud of you. For your lives were upturned like every other people's lives. And you could have made an excuse that you cannot do what you did. But you did it because you love the Lord, you love his church, you love your parish, and I am grateful. I confirmandi know that when they will eventually receive the sacrament of confirmation, it will be their participation in Pentecost, an ongoing cooperation with the Holy Spirit. As the Catechism of the Catholic Church states, it gives us a special strength of the Holy Spirit to spread and defend the faith by word and action as true witnesses of Christ, to confess the name of Christ boldly, and never to be ashamed of the cross. This is what it means to be victorious. We are risen with Christ. 
and we are not ashamed of carrying his cross now. We are never ashamed of our identity in Christ and our inheritance from Christ. These mighty works of God give us a joy that we cannot contain. And Pentecost reminds us it is time to share that joy with others. Come, Holy Spirit.